are here to discuss Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, our thoughts, feelings, emotions. I think feelings and emotions can go hand in hand. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have no notes because this time I just wanted to give my raw emotions, raw feelings mm-hmm. on the topic. Um, start off, what did you think? Uh, I I didn't like it that much, um, especially the first time I saw it. I I seen it twice, and the second time I saw it was last night, and I thought it was um, I thought it was better than the first time I saw it because I think the first time was just so much. So it's like once you expect all like you know all of the twists and turns in the story and just everything that's happening, you can take it more in. Um, but I realized that the only way, I mean, the only reason I kind of enjoyed it more than I did on my first viewing was because I was turning, like, sort of turning my brain off and just letting um, the visuals and and the the dialogue, which was which I thought was good for the most part, uh, let that kind of take over. Um, but as far as uh, a written story and like um, and its place in the Star Wars saga, I I, I can't say I enjoy it that much um a lot of things about the movie bother me and if anything i can't really respect this movie that much either Mm -hmm. um so my views are uh relatively negative just letting y'all know we're going into heavy spoiler territory oh yeah yeah so just putting it out there um i'll give my reaction when the movie ended Mm -hmm. and that was when it the credits rolled i actually kind of (laughs) laughed I'm the first gonna, time you saw the it? The first time I saw it. Yeah. Because literally my reaction was like, what the heck did I just watch? Because it was so much crammed into such a tight space. Like 140 yeah. minutes is a lot, mm. but it was not enough for what they were giving us. It's not the longest Star Wars movie. Yeah, and it's not the longest Star Wars movie. And Maybe it should have been. It should have been. I think I'm going to start off with what I liked, mm-hmm. and maybe that's how we can structure this. All right, cool. Uh, what, did, what did you like about the film? Um... Like I said, I liked, um, okay, well, the pacing, I, I liked the pacing in the sense that I wasn't bored, um, but I agree with you that it was moving way too fast, um, so I'll get into that later. Things I did like, um, I liked most of the dialogue, I thought the dialogue was fine, um, uh, the humor, while sometimes, uh, I think at the, be- the very beginning of the movie, it was a little awkward, mm-hmm. but, um. The more the movie, you know, progressed, uh, I found myself kind of enjoying the humor for the most part. So that's another positive. Um, hmm. The visuals, I mean, you can't really complain about the visuals. Um, I thought the visuals were great. Yeah, they were really for good. For the most part, it, it, it was really good. No, it, was really, it was really cool to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the action... Um, for the most part, I thought was good. Uh, towards the end, it got very overwhelming, but we can get into that. Um, mm-hmm. um, what else did I like? I liked the Ray and Kylo Ren dynamic for the most part. I liked Kylo Ren's um, turn, I guess. A lot of people thought it was too sudden, but I thought it was appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. The scene uh, with him and uh, Han Solo, the memory of Han Solo, I thought was probably one of my favorite scenes in the film. Um, hmm, what else did I like? I feel like that, 
yeah, I didn't even the acting was good. I I didn't even mind Ray that much actually. Mm-hmm. I thought she was. I ended up kind of, I guess maybe because I spent more time with her. I feel like I feel like in the Last Jedi, as much as that movie is about Ray, um, I don't know. It feels like they weren't really focused. The Last Jedi felt like it was focused on a bunch of different things equally. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't. I feel like there wasn't a protagonist of that movie. It's got like a fifty-fifty. Between Kylo Ren and Rey. Right, which is cool, but I don't know. This I guess this time around it just felt more traditional, and I appreciated that. Um, and then there's a lot of cool like little little moments, little fan servicey moments. I like the world building. Um, you know, too much world building, in my opinion. Also, too much. Well, too much world building in uh, in such a short span of time. Yeah. Um. What I liked about it was... That's about it for me. Okay. I yeah. mean, that's, that's quite a bit. Yeah. And it just... It, it didn't... I feel like they fumbled the ball a little bit, but mm-hmm. in terms of what I liked, um, my favorite aspect of the film, and this is where I was hoping they'd go, but I still feel like they didn't go into as much as they should have, mm-hmm. was the whole idea of mixing the light and the dark and that being in one person. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, you know, when Kylo Ren... I guess puts his life force into Ray and then just heads out, heads out, yeah, and disappears. I'm head out, <laughs> yeah, and then um, you know she's alive. And I, I like the idea of mixing the light and the dark, and that was a lot of the reason why I liked portion of the Last Jedi too, mm-hmm. where Luke said that the Force doesn't belong to just one like one type of people. Right. It belongs to everyone. Everyone, yeah. And this is another thing that was said in Revenge of the Sith where Palpatine, that I actually did agree with Palpatine on this, that you can't just have a narrow view of the Force. You have to study all elements of the Force. Right, yeah. That being said, Palpatine's execution of it is also very questionable and in the end bad. But in terms of studying all elements of the force not just be having i guess in the words of palpatine a dogmatic view yeah. of the force again mixing the light and the dark i thought that was a pretty cool concept in the end of the end of the day that's why i think this film is still uh decent that being said the execution of everything that they introduced that i feel like i should have liked mm-hmm. was a little bit jarring mm. and Again, I, I love the scene between Han Solo and Ren. I think, and or Han Solo and Ben. That was yeah. by far probably my favorite scene yeah. in the film. It just felt like all these concepts again, like I just said, that we should have liked, were just crammed. You're supposed to just take it the way it is right. and move on to the next thing. And it, that was my issue with the film as a whole. I agree. Um, there's a lot of, and I'm not really a. T- the type of person to nitpick um but there are a lot of um the amount of like just unbelievable crap in this movie Mm -hmm. and the amount of inconsistencies and um basically forced um uh what's the word uh a suspension of disbelief Mm. uh is just ridiculous in this movie especially um they don't you know they don't even attempt to make any sense of it like you said the movie moves so fast that um, you don't really have time to question something before another thing oh, you know, yeah, comes up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and that was, yeah, that was definitely one of my biggest negatives of the movie. Um, so, Palpatine's back. That's kind of like the first thing you're shown. Yeah, in the crawl, in the crawl. 
What did you think of that? Because I feel like, in my opinion, it was a little bit rushed Sudden? and lazy. Yeah. It didn't feel like a sequel to The Last Jedi at all. That too, it didn't feel like a I feel sequel. Like, well, based, just based on the crawl alone, it felt like there was a movie missing. It felt like J.J. said, this is what I was going to do with my second film. Right. Now let's move on to the third film. And my brother said it felt like they crammed a trilogy's worth of content into one film. Yeah. But the whole reveal of Palpatine was just so sudden and... Poe was like, yeah, Palpatine's back. And they're like, oh, is he a that, clone? Or they're like, oh, he's something. And they just move on. It's that, so lazy. That whole scene at the Resistance, like around the table or whatever, I laughed out loud during the movie. I did too. Yeah. I did too. <laughs> like, he's like, Palpatine is back. And I just laughed. I yeah. JP. I'm like, okay. Because I just liked how, like, how serious Poe was about it. Like, yeah. he, like <laughs> even he didn't think it was funny. Like, he was like... Uh, it's like, I, I like how Poe said, like, it's the worst of our fears or whatever. Like, they were expecting something like this. Like, yeah. how would you expect Palpatine to come? I know he was trans, they said in the opening crawl, he was transmitting, like, his voice across the galaxy, which was also really stupid. Did he just send, like, a intergalactic voicemail and he was like, I'm back? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. Palpatine is stupid in this movie also. Yeah. He comes off as a pretty intelligent person. Like, he's by far, I think, the most intelligent person or the intelligent character in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And he just comes off really idiotic He's in this so one. stupid, yeah. It doesn't feel like... Yeah, Ian McDermott is in front of us. Right. But it doesn't feel like that's Palpatine. Right, it doesn't feel like Palpatine. That feels like a prop. People said it felt more like Voldemort than it did Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> like, with his whole plan about... Uh, like suck. Uh, what did like when he was like sucking the life energy or whatever yeah. out of uh, Ray and Kylo? I'm getting ahead of myself. That was a little bit goofy too. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But that was strange. And then he pulls out. He pulls out an entire army out of the ground. Ten thousand ships. And I was like, where did he get that from? Where? Okay, I, I do have a question. Maybe maybe um I didn't get this when I was watching the film, even though I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Were the Star Destroyers already manned when they ascended? I don't know where they because, got the people. Because later we see, like, they aren't even, like, uh, they aren't even, like, ghosts or, like, zombies or anything. They're just regular-ass people on these Sith Star Destroyers. Like, there's, like, there's like officers and everything. And I was like, how did they... I, I, I didn't don't know. understand. I, I, I didn't understand that either. Because I was... Um, during the finale, during the ending battle... Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same, like, who's manning all these ships? Because we do... a lot of people. Well, we do see a few shots of um, people in the Sith destroyers. Like, do you remember? Yeah, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about, but how did they... How did he assemble so many people so quickly? Uh, that's the... That's what... It's just so stupid. And I feel like I'm nitpicking, but then again, I feel like that's also a logical error. Also, were, were they just in the Star Destroyers when they were under the ice? Like, those people? Because didn't they break through the... Uh, they broke through the ground, didn't right? Palpatine... Palpatine used a force to get them out of the ground, right? Right. Oh, you're right. Okay, so maybe they maybe they manned them after they were in the air. Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm <laughs> Even though literally... The span of... By the way, the span of this movie is... Um, they said is 16 hours. There's a line in the movie where... Yeah. Um, yeah. The begin- that was in the beginning, yeah. right? We have 16 hours until he deploys his fleet. Maybe a little bit more because obviously there was stuff preceding that but like this movie takes place like within a day i feel like wow so that must have been a rough day for ray i know and just the fact that all this stuff happened like he made these star shooters and get out of here Wait, there's no way that happened during 16 hours because how are they jumping from planet to planet that quickly who the characters 
I doubt you can jump from... I didn't even think of that. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, there's no way... You can remember how long it took for her to get to Luke's island? Like, how long it felt like it took? Yeah. And she's just there? Yeah. There's no way you can jump from planet Especially to planet Especially since Exegol quickly. is... Um, they said it was, uh, it was like, in the own unknown regions. It was, like, off the charts or whatever. So that must have really been out of the way of all the other planets they went to. You even have to go through, like, some kind of weird... You see in the movie, like, some, like, maze where it's, like, the red like that, smoke. That's a major error. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole movie takes place within a couple hours. And they're jumping planets. Yeah. Oh, man. What did you think of Rey in this one? Because you said you, you didn't mind her, right? Uh, she grew on me. Um, I mean, she was OP, obviously. But, uh, honestly, at this point, I just don't care anymore. I can't mm. complain about her being overpowered because it's, like... Well, I mean, I guess they do explain it in this movie, um, but we'll get to that. But um, I always liked her. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, in The Last Jedi. I, I didn't just, like her in The Last Jedi. I didn't like her in The Last Jedi because I didn't feel like that was... She didn't have any character, she really. She didn't have any character growth, <laughs> yeah. any development, zero. Yeah. And that was my issue with The Last Jedi where I felt like that character didn't go anywhere i feel like in the last jedi things were just happening to her but she wasn't participating in it you know yeah, what i mean that's a good way to put it yeah and then the force awakens and the force awakens i really liked her me too last jedi i just felt like she went nowhere but that didn't make me dislike her it just made me made me feel eh i'd say her. i liked her in this movie i'd say i, I, I did too yeah and she's still overpowered in some sequences and i think the reason they show no not i think this is for sure why they showed kylo ren beating ray initially Oh, on the was Death Star? because people were complaining about that right. first fight in the Force. To Awakens. be fair, though, it's not just her. Everyone is overpowered in this yeah, movie. That's true. It's ridiculous. Palpatine's a little bit too OP, and that's I think that's a little bit of my issue with the extended universe stuff and the canon that comes after the film. Mm-hmm. Is that they show that these Sith lords are way too OP, right? And Yes, the limitations on the Sith in the 80s and the 70s were because of the limitations on CG and practical effects right. and special effects. But there still has to be some element. I mean, it's weird to say there has to be an element of realism when it's like Star Wars. But, but no, that's the thing about Star Wars that's so charming, you know? It, it's, feel, it, it feels, feels grounded. You're right. It feels grounded. And that's what I always disliked about the way people just showed how OP Palpatine was to the point where it just feels like he's undefeatable right and there was a little bit of that in this one <laughs> yeah where he just shoots lightning out of his hands that was funny i laughed at that part <laughs> <laughs> what i actually the first time um the first time i uh i actually went to the bathroom during that part in the uh, the first viewing oh so you didn't see it no i saw it on the, se- uh, the second second viewing. time so you saw it in the second time okay yeah but um the first time uh yeah i just went to the bathroom because i felt like I usually don't do that during a Star Wars movie. Right. I'll usually have to hold it, but I just didn't care enough. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I actually was having some something of like a sensory overload in that scene. Uh, oh. Just because it was so much stuff happening. Like, oh, uh, it was giving me a headache. But um, yeah, I laughed out loud when I saw that scene finally uh, last night. Because when he shoots the lightning up into the air, it's like this distorted bass sound. It like felt like one of those meme, like yeah. deep fried memes. Mm-hmm. He he, uh, he just shoots it up and like all um all the the music goes quiet and stuff and then you just hear like <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> uh, the treatment of Leia was 
they did a pretty good job with what they were given. It was a little weird, but like you knew what they were. What doing. else could you were they aware done? of it? Yeah, right. but I would not want to have that job. No, like that must have been really difficult. Yeah, but I did like the idea of having Leia train Ray. That was a pretty cool mm-hmm. um, element to it. I think the thing that was off-putting for me was the fact that they wrote the scenes around, around the dialogue. The dialogue, right. Yeah. You could tell, too. Yeah. Especially with the never underestimated the droid. droid. Yeah. Line. Yeah. That, and even whenever... Well, that was actually deleted scene from The Force Awakens that is still on the Blu-ray. They're all, like, deleted scenes from The Force Awakens, right? Right, but that one is like a, has been available for years. Oh, it has. Yeah, the okay. never underestimated. It's. I think the original scene was um, Leia's getting... Like an update about where Poe is with the map to Luke Skywalker and stuff, but yeah, okay. yeah. And then they tried using it again with Ray saying it during the um the chase. Yeah, and it still didn't work then. No. Want to get to the Palpatine reveal? Oh right. So um yeah, he Kylo Ren arrives on Exegol and he, he finds this area of like um I guess they're, they're like aides uh, to Palpatine. They're carers almost like they're um, yeah. Because they have him hooked up to this machine that I think is, like, keeping him alive. For sure. And there's tanks around him. You actually see a tank with, uh, like, Snoke's body parts in it. He just has <laughs> a bunch of Snoke's available. Yeah. That was stupid. That I'm was sorry. goofy, bro. That the, was okay, so goofy. The reveal that he created Snoke, uh, that also made me laugh when he said that in the theater. Did you um, see that as a trailer also? I did, but he didn't say I made Snoke in that trailer. Because oh. Kylo Ren's like, I killed Snoke. And he's like, I made Snoke. That scene happened way too fast because... It was the first scene in the movie, really. It was one of the first scenes, and... Just after that montage. After which that I montage. Thought, I like, actually liked the montage I liked it, too. It was cool. It was, it was really style... Cool. Like, it was stylistically different than... Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Whenever the trailer came out for that scene, it was pretty fast. The right. reveal was, okay, Palpatine... Well, it was and, obviously edited for the... It was edited for, the tr- for like, a trailer format. I'm pretty sure it was the same scene. No, it wasn't. I it promise wasn't? you it wasn't. Because it felt as fast. Like, the reveal still felt really Actually, fast. Actually, it was faster in the movie than it, <laughs> it was in the trailer. Oddly, it was oddly paced. Yeah. It felt almost the same. Like Maybe they edited it down a little bit more for that trailer, but it still felt like the pacing was off. This movie was fast. And it was fast. And there was a point where I was like, slow down. Like, please yeah. slow down. Because I felt like I was, I was going to literally get a heart attack. Yeah. Not literally. But it, it felt like that. Yeah. And there was no breathing room. Mm-hmm. And they just keep on throwing stuff at you, and you're like, okay, calm down a little bit. I was hoping there would be more character moments, more character interaction. And right. the fact that this movie wasn't as satisfying as I hoped it to be, especially since it's a conclusion, mm. is disappointing. Yeah. Because no amount of comics or television shows is going to, f- like, that should not be your excuse. For having a dissatisfying film. Definitely not. No. I I like the um I really like the sequence where they're on that that sand planet. What, what was it called? Pasana. Pasana. Yeah. Yeah. I like that sequence, hmm. and I liked. The, I liked the I liked the whole uh, underground sequence, the sand, the quicksand sequence. But they also conveniently just landed there. Oh no 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 the the um. The fact, like how they got there and stuff, was terrible. But I yeah. liked, I liked the interactions. I, mean, I, I did too. Kind of reminded me of Indiana Jones. That entire sequence, I think, was supposed to be like Indiana Jones esque. Yeah. The, the uh, shot of the Knights of Ren, who are useless in the film. No, they're. Yeah. But the shot of them on that cliff was pretty haunting. Yeah. I really liked that shot. Yeah. But 
there was again like a lot of wasted potential with the Knights of Ren, whoever the heck they are. You know they're gonna make comics of them. Yeah. You know there's gonna be lore. I liked that sequence. I thought the way they got to the underground area was lazy, but the the interactions and whenever Poe's asking about everybody and then three PO's like, Oh, thanks for asking about me, I thought that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. It was well handled. The sequence with the snake. I knew that when she healed that snake creature it would come back later that's gonna come back yeah later. like this is classic a, foreshadowing that's cliche. A, yeah, yeah. for sure and it took the second viewing for me to realize the small things mm-hmm. because at first i was like this is a little bit too convenient for ray to land on the ship that took away her parents right um, and then i realized okay this was a jedi hunter who owned the ship it right. makes sense right um uh, do you, are you familiar with John Campia? Yeah. Well, I, I particularly don't like him that much, but I, he did have a pretty good review on uh, the movie. He mm. said, like, he made this really good point that I never thought of. Um, uh, the, the Jedi Hunter, his name is Ochi, right? Yeah. They said Ochi's ship... Um, uh, Lando said, oh, Ochi's ship is just over on, like, the cliff over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ship has been there for, like, 20 years, maybe. Yeah. Um, Ever since, you know, Ray Ray is like twenty. So yeah, it's been there for, I guess a bit less. It's been there for like a good amount of time, fifteen right. years. Um, and people were like, "Well, in the Mandalorian, um, he leaves his ship out for like a day, and then he comes back and it's scrapped for parts." You're telling me no one like tried scrapping this ship right. after fifteen years, even when it's like plain in sight. I was like, "Yeah, that's it was it was literally right there for everyone." Right to there, see. yeah, for fifteen years. And how did no one get to it earlier? There's obviously valuable artifacts. Oh, yeah. There's a dagger and... Yeah. I mean, the dagger was found underground. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But there was a... Well, there was a droid, Dio. Valuable parts for, like, the common folk in Star Wars to, like, dissect Very valuable. that ship yeah. and get a lot of crap out of it. But for the most part, that's that sequence, that planet, is when I, I was officially hooked. I think I do appreciate Act 2 more than Act 1 and 3, mm-hmm. because I felt like that's where it's taken off. Now I can get on board. That being said, there's still a lot of stuff going on. Right. We can now get to the Palpatine reveal. What did you feel about that? Wh- which one, though? Ray being uh, the Oh, Hunter. I hated that. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that. It almost... Not almost. Um, okay, well, the fact that Palpatine actually is alive, uh, and they say, like... Oh, Palpatine died many times. It's like very left open to interpretation. But the fact that he's in this movie kind of ruins the movie already before I even see the movie. Mm-hmm. They don't really do anything to remedy that um, anxiety. Right. Um, and yeah, another thing that pretty much makes me, prevents me from saying this movie is good is is the Ray Palpatine thing. I thought that was so uh, forced and, and ham-fisted and ridiculous and the biggest obvious retcon of The Last Jedi, and it's just... I thought it was stupid. I didn't care that she was from nowhere. Me neither. I didn't I didn't give a crap. I actually kind of liked it. I liked it. I yeah. definitely liked it. And that's a, <laughs> I hate that reveal, the way yeah. they do it. Because it's just another thing where there's so much going on around you. Mm-hmm. And Kylo Ren's like, yeah, you're a Palpatine, you're, and you're the granddaughter... Of Palpatine, it just almost felt like bad fan fiction, right? And Kylo Ren was like, um, he's like, I didn't lie to you. Your parents are nobody because they chose to be. It's like, oh, uh... I mean, I guess 
Like, but that felt lazy too, because yeah. now it feels like they're trying to explain why the son of Palpatine didn't, I guess, want to be a Force user. I I don't know. I think he just wanted to escape Palpatine. Um, he just wanted to be I mean, off and, the grid. And that's another thing. It yeah. just feels like that's lazy. I, if you want to expand on that, go ahead. But they don't. Right. My reaction was okay, cool. That happened. Yeah. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> like for some reason, I wasn't moved by it. I knew that I didn't like it as much, mm-hmm. and it was way too fast. But it was getting it was getting to a point where there was revealing so much crap that you can't really be. You where can't, I was like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll just go with it because that's what they wanted us to do. Let's just make it to the end of this movie. And <laughs> yeah, then we can, yeah. Talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. And again, there will probably be comics on it. Yeah. A filmmaker that I do respect and for the most part I love his films. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where I've been a little bit like, eh, okay, I don't know how I feel about this one with his films, but. He has this idea of a mystery box, and he's talked right. about this, and you know, he has a famous TED Talk on the mystery box, and I love that TED Talk. Right. But you can't keep on setting up things. This yeah. is the part where you conclude things. Yeah. And the idea that he, he wants people to interpret things and figure out where Palpatine came from, no. Yeah. That, that's a bad idea. You need to explain where that element of the story came from. Well, I don't have a problem with... Uh, leaving things open to interpretation, but the fact that it doesn't... I mean, the reason it doesn't work here particularly is because it's clear that he kind of just pulled Palpatine out of his ass. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to make a cheap, lazy move like that, you better explain it. If it's if it's artistically and, and intelligently done, then you can leave it open. And, and I agree with you. I love and like having to um, analyze things that aren't fully explained in a film. Right. But there were some things where... There's a fine line between interpretation and laziness. Right. And in this case, it felt like he was leaning towards laziness. Yeah. He thought he he thought he could get away with it by saying, "Oh, y'all can just y'all, y'all can just interpret it." No, not when it's so stupid. And re- the thing about like the original trilogy is like before the prequels, there was a lot to interpret, but the things that you could interpret were were they made sense? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were you could interpret something very consistent, very explainable. Right. It wasn't anything crazy. Here it's like, this is so utterly ridiculous. How could any of this crap happen? Mm-hmm. Like, Babu Frick. I love Babu Frick, bro. He was so funny. <laughs> he was hilarious. When I, I laughed, like, so hard when C-3PO was like, oh, yeah, he's one of my oldest friends. <laughs> that was, like, the first person he met when his memory was wiped. That was funny. Yeah. I loved Babu Frick, another person who came back from the dead. Oh, yeah. Babu Frick and Zori. I, li- I liked all of the new characters. Mm-hmm. I love the, um, what's your name? The, the ex-stormtrooper? Not Finn, of course. Oh, Janna. Janna. I love Janna. I loved her, um, I guess, small arc that she had. It just, again, I felt like there was more to these characters that really, they were showing I, us. I didn't love or hate those characters. I mostly thought of them as pointless they were no, no, and that's what I'm getting at is yeah. for the mo, mo ah, sorry for the most part they were pointless, but the things that they gave us I liked. It wasn't like Rose where she was a completely pointless character. Oh man, and the decisions she made were just annoying. Rose, she was barely in this movie. Dude, I'm surprised Kelly Marie Tran even agreed to do this one because it it seemed like a big f u to the character. Well, she was in all the press junkets and everything. Yeah, she I, was barely in this movie. I think um. I think Dominique, you know, Dominique, uh, what's his name? Dominique Moynihan? He played uh, that 
Was he the big resistance? He was the one that was talking about like Sith alchemy and stuff the whole time. Oh, (laughs) with the uh, he had like the blonde hair and the beard. Mm -hmm. He had more screen time than Rose. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's one of JJ's oldest friends. But I feel like they could have given Rose more to do. There are some people where there's like could have taken the role of other characters' roles. You right. have to have so many characters. And that being said, I did not like Rose from The Last Jedi, mm. but I do feel like there was a chance to make that character likable. They didn't even try. And they didn't even try because, once again, it's become it's gotten to a point where these filmmakers fear the fans. Yeah. And that's never... You can't never fear the fans. You can't fear the fans. And yeah. that was, that's why you have this film. Yeah. Because this film... is pandering. It's pandering, and it's a product of the creators fearing the fans. Yeah. And not... Im- necessarily embracing them and I agree a lot of the hate that came out of Last Jedi or some of the hate that came out of Last Jedi was also uncalled for I agree with right. that but at the same time I don't think they fully understood what the hate was about mm. people for the majority of the part people didn't care that Ray came from nowhere right like, um, most people didn't yeah and if they did that was that's one of those criticisms that's just not invalid. Like, mm. there are valid criticisms of The Last Jedi and there's invalid ones and that was an invalid one. That one, like, responding to valid criticisms is a great thing for filmmakers to do, mm-hmm. I think. But, once you start responding to the invalid criticisms, then it becomes pandering and yeah. fan service and, yeah. Also, Poe is kind of a dick in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. Uh, there was a scene, well, first of all, he gets mad at Ray. In the beginning. Um, yeah, and yeah. then Ray's like, you're so difficult, meaning I guess he's been like this for like a whole year. <laughs> like, yeah. But then later, he, um, Finn was like, we need to go after Ray." and then uh, I, this was when they were on the moon of Endor, and Ray okay. was on this uh, skimmer or whatever. Oh, that's, I know what we're talking about. And, yeah. and then he was like, what would General, Finn was like, what would General Leia do? And then Poe's like, well, I'm not Leia. And then he like punches, he, don't, he doesn't punch Finn, but he, he like throws, shoves. He, no, he doesn't he throw binoculars at him? Yeah, or he like shoves him or something. And then Finn's like, that's for damn sure. And yeah. they're like really angry at each other. And it's like, why are they so mad? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a scene where Finn was like, you know what? Let's have a moment, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. But there were so many setups in the film that they, were I guess they just kind of forgot off. about it. I guess they just it. forgot yeah. about it. I'll make you general. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a that's a good idea. I think Finn was also smarter than Poe in this one. Yeah. The main big moment that stands out to me where things definitely change is the Kylo Ren, the final Kylo Ren and Rey fight. Hmm. When she stabs him. When she stabs him, yes. <laughs> Because uh, Leia died. Because Le- Leia dies, yes. She yeah. just reaches out to him, and then, again, she just yeets on out. <laughs> like, I-, I guess that's what happens. Like, there's a lot of things where you're like, okay, we'll just accept it the way it is. Yeah. I guess she's gone. Yeah. I like that sequence. I really did. Yeah. I like that scene where Leia reaches out to Ben. Yeah. And he turns around. That scene may have been the best part of the movie. Yeah. Just that that whole sequence very was well really done. good. Yeah. yeah, very well done. You just wish you had more of those moments because that moment was very emotional. That was a mm-hmm. great character moment. I love how Ray. It's easy to say she's conflicted, but she has this feeling that I shouldn't be feeling this way, mm-hmm. but I am. Right. This isn't me, but this is what's happening to me. Right. And I love Like that. her anger. Like her anger, yeah. right. What's that planet again called with Luke? Oh, uh, Octo. Octo, yeah. She, yeah. she manages to end up on Octo where she's burning the ship and, I guess, about to throw the saber. Well, she's about to do what Luke did. Yeah. Yeah. And then Luke 
I don't know if they were trying to be like. They definitely <laughs> were. I know they were. If you last Jedi, yeah. But he catches the last. He, he gets the lightsaber. There's no way to treat a Jedi weapon. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Luke in this one. Yeah. I, I liked him too. He weird, was. He, he was weird weird hair in this. He had longer hair. Oh, yeah. it was longer. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know ghosts could grow hair. I mean, that's we can look past that. Okay. <laughs> I think we should look. That's one thing. I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. That, that's fine. We'll, yeah. we'll look past this. You're right. You're right. Unless it was a wig. Wait a minute. It looked like a wig. I think it, it was definitely a wig. It looked like a wig. Look about, Watch the movie again. Mark Hamill is definitely wearing a He's wig. He's definitely wearing a wig, yeah. <laughs> Probably because he had to cut his hair for something. That's what I'm guessing. He was. I also think he wasn't about to grow out his hair for like a 10-minute sequel. Right. He's like, just give me a wig. <laughs> give me a wig. He already, from what I see, dislikes the sequels already. Yeah. He's like, just give me a wig. Let's get this done with. Yeah. And I'll dip. Yeah. That was another sequence I did like. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I like it. At first, I was like, okay, Mark Hamill looks a little bit goofy. Yeah. He's a, he's a little bit too blue. But after a while, set in. Another sequence I really loved between Ray and uh, Ray and Luke. Yeah. What did you think about the... Um, and then there was that sequence with Leia and Luke. Mm-hmm. CG. Oh, right. That was, that was pretty... The effects were really good, I thought. Probably because we don't see them for that long. But... <laughs> Do you think that scene was also unnecessary? Because just a random flashback where they just lift heads. I think like, it was, that was fan service. That was like, young Luke, young Leia. And they're training together, yeah. right? That was, yeah. yeah that, you're right. That could have been another fan service scene. Yeah. Like. For the most part, yeah, Act 2. I liked it. Did you like Act 2? Were you... Like, did you like the middle part of it? Um, honestly, it's hard for me to separate the the acts from each other because I feel like it all kind of just blends in. You're right. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'd say more I like the mo- I like sporadic moments throughout the movie. I can't say I like one act more than another. Right. Uh, before we move on to the finale, though, or not the finale, the, um, you know, you like the final battles and yeah. stuff. Uh, there were a few points that I just remembered that were kind of missing. Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, is that the, towards the very beginning of the movie, light speed skipping? Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. <laughs> Where I th- they just like go to different planets and stuff. Uh-huh. I think they were on Bespin for a minute. Uh, they were on Cloud City, and then they yeah. were on um, like some weird like green foggy planet with a big dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. It's a pretty good way to start the film. Their, their beginning was pretty pretty good. It was just fast. It was just really fast. Um, another thing, uh, General Hux. Oh man! Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> we forgot to talk about that. That reveal. That yeah. Dirty. Yeah. Uh, He's the spy. I'm the spy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And I liked it. I was like, okay, they're they're gonna take this somewhere. Really? No. I I I liked the reveal, and I felt like that was something they were gonna, I guess, expand on in the second movie. Like, or if JJ planned on doing the second movie, like that's what he would have done. Or not that. It's more. It felt like this is an interesting thing for the character in mm. the third film. Maybe they can take it somewhere. And then they just kill him. Right. And that was mainly because they just didn't want to deal with him anymore. They knew that this was a character that no matter how tough they make him look, from now on the fans are not going to respect him, which I think is also lazy. I think they could have done something with that character to make him look like he was tough, even though I guess the writers straight up thought this is not possible right because of the last jedi because of the last jedi and the fact that they make him look like an absolute clown yeah so they just replace him with an older more 
intimidating Man- guy. menacing and he he yeah. was he was intimidating i like that character i liked him too but he wasn't so much as intimidating as he just was just he was what like a a good imperial slash first order officer should be just like down to business doesn't take crap right and yeah. I'm sorry, when they said final order, I laughed. <laughs> final order. <laughs> that was so dumb. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. There's the reason I didn't, I didn't like the Hux turn was because he's supposed to be, like, very devouted, or not, that's not the word, is that a, is that a word? Very, very he's supposed devout. to be, like, a devout first order sympathizer? Yeah, he's saying? supposed to be for the cause over right. anything, and now you're telling me he will just let everything that he builds up go because of one person that he dislikes? But whatever, he, he, he was just a mirror. He was a side thought in the movie. I think that was a good way of shifting his character with what they saw was everything else was useless now. They That's couldn't, true. They couldn't use that anymore. Now let's take him here. Yeah. But that just goes into my entire issue with the film is that, well, this is what fans thought. This is what fans want or this is what they think they wanted. They didn't like Hux. Let's just kill him off. Yeah. Don't deal with him anymore. Rose, we don't. They don't like Rose. Let's just leave her on the base. Yeah. A lot of it was just a little bit too, again, lazy. There's a fine line between fan service and laziness, interpretation and laziness, and this entire film. At some points, actually, not some points, many points, felt like the writers Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams were just being lazy. Mm-hmm. For Did the, you know that Chris Terrio wrote Batman v Superman? I know I, he wrote Justice League, and Batman Justice v League Superman. As well. <laughs> And pe- maybe they keep on thinking just because he wrote Argo, he can yeah write anything. <laughs> when I found out that he was writing that, when I found out he was writing Rise of Skywalker, why? Yeah, this is such a big movie. And J.J. Abrams was praising him and like like he's just a visionary or whatever. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to trash on writers. He just seems because... like another average Hollywood screenwriter. I think that's he the does. best compliment we could give him. Like, yeah. without trashing on him, you know, there's nothing really profound about him. So. Did you see him in the press? Also, he seemed mm. very quiet. Oh yeah, he's, he's he's like the balding guy, right? He's like yeah. kind of baldish. Yeah. <laughs> Either he's a, has a quiet personality, or he felt like he knew what was about to happen. Oh, well, he probably just has a quiet personality. Okay, because. This film felt like a little. I don't want to say it felt like BVS because that's a little bit too harsh, but they did. It felt like Justice League. Kind they did of. cram a lot. Yeah, it kind of felt like Justice League. It, this is the part where you execute the things that you set up. Yeah. Well, the reason I say it felt like Justice League is because Justice League was kind of retconning things due to reshoots, obviously. Mm. But uh, like it was, uh, maybe it's a stretch. I don't know. I don't know. The more I think about it, it's difficult to tackle this film and take it step by step because there's so many things going on. Right. And it's hard to analyze every single point. For example, the fact that Poe was a spice trader and now we just have to accept it and we have to move on. Like, I didn't mind that. It just felt like another element they just added on to show that Poe is a developed character now. Well, it doesn't really make much sense because in the that didn't make sense. No, no, it didn't. Yeah, it. it, I, I again, I just took it for what it was. I don't know. I just thought he grew up in the resistance. He did in canon. He grew up. So when rebellion fighters. So when did he have time to become a spice trader? I just didn't get that. Was like he just like his teenage years. He lost his way a bit and he came back. I don't know. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like another thing that we're showing that 
this character has now developed. They were trying to make him like Han, like a Han Solo type thing where he's like he's redeemed now. He doesn't live that life anymore. Like I, feel I like just this... don't know why they made the most likable character in the Force Awakens an absolute dick. He's such a dick in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't get that. He was big... a dick to C3PO too. Yeah, he was like, I know everyone. I know, is... and then he called that one droid Coneface. Yeah. Even though he has a massive respect for BB-8, that yeah. just felt so out of character. Fun fact, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, that droid, Dio, is voiced by J.J. Abrams. What? Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't know this. I, I, I recognized it the first time I watched it. I was like, that sounds like J.J. Abrams. Like That just sounds like what he sounds like in interviews and stuff. And I looked it up, and he did voice him. I like Dio. Yeah. I liked him. Didn't have much screen time, but I liked him. Yeah, and you know that little alien at the beginning of the movie that uh, he's the informant for the spy in the First Order? Yeah. He was voiced by Mark Hamill. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Hamill does care. Yeah. I also think Mark Hamill just loves doing voice work. Yeah, he does. Man. All right, let's get to that that finale. We're act three. Oh, right, right, right. We're here. Yeah. Ray, Ray yeets on out again. Mm. He has hope. Adam Driver has now turned to He's, the light side of the yep. force. Jedi Ben Solo. Adam Driver was a badass in this movie, I'm not going to lie. I like the little shrug he gave. Yeah. Whenever he had his lightsaber out. Yeah. With the like, uh, Knights of Ren. He's like, all right. He's like, Let's do this. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, act three was a little bit messy. I think that's when things got really messy mm-hmm. for me. It was just, it was a lot. It was just a big, yeah, it was a big mess. Yeah. Um, the space battle, I didn't even think was all that. Mm. It was kind of boring to me. Um, it was it was cool seeing Wedge, but he was there for like a minute. <laughs> Act three felt so much like weird fan fiction come to life, especially that scene where he just sucks the life force out of them because apparently he can do that now because he's been just festering for twenty years or thirty years. That was like something out of like an anime or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like when Ray. Put the lightsaber. A lot of people that didn't like really this. Cool. I that, that was really cool. I like that too. Cool. Yeah. And then again, Kylo Ren gets it and shrugs, and then just takes I get guess all the knights are yeah. out. So some elements of that part I liked, but the scene where he just throws Ben off the cliff. Yeah. And he's like, "I'm done with the Skywalkers." I just didn't know why he didn't throw Ray off the cliff either. Because Ray's not a Skywalker. I don't know. <laughs> no, because they both came alive. Right. right? They both got And they were up. threatening his power. No, threatening his power. Yeah. He should have just yeeted them both off the cliff. And that's another thing. Story reasons. Well, story, no, it's it's plot. It's yeah. It's because of plot. And yeah. the Emperor comes off as an absolute idiot in this movie, right. which he's not. Parts of the third act just felt, again, like we're just bad fan fiction. And things just have to happen because, you know, it just has to be the way it needs to be because plot. Mm-hmm. And that, too, shooting lightning at him and ending him just seems a little bit too easy. Yeah, because if that killed him, then why didn't Vader throwing him down a pit kill him? Like, if you're going to bring him back, then the then his actual death should be way more um, dramatic than the first one. For sure. Or else it, do, or else it really doesn't make sense. Um, what did you think about Kylo Ren and Rey kissing? Dude, that was disgusting. Really? I did not like that. It was. It felt very out of place. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That was just them. That was looking fan at the YouTube comments and being like, "Oh, we should put this in the movie." Yeah. That was. It was. And out if of you're place. gonna do that, set it up better. Yeah, they didn't set it up at all. 
They're like, okay, here you go, fans. This is what you want. Yeah, it was really... It was too meta. It the was... second the second time I watched the movie with my family, literally the crowd laughed. <laughs> the crowd actually laughed. Also, it was it wasn't even like a it wasn't a peck like Finn or Rose's kiss in Last Shot. I, no, it was like ten seconds long. I blank out every time that scene happens, and too. then he dies. <laughs> yeah, and then he dies. It just that scene's hard to watch. Yeah, it's really it's. Really... I literally had a friend just yell the it, first time when it, I watched it with my friend the first time. Yeah, someone just yelled out. Ugh. It's really cringe. Yeah. Silly Jared. Man, that scene was weird. Yeah. That was like the equivalent of the no scene from Revenge of the Sith. You know, um, people were saying, well, uh, so you know how Palpatine influenced the midichlorians to create Anakin? Yeah. <laughs> so people are saying that, oh, well, that means Palpatine is kind of like Anakin's father, sort of. Mm-hmm. So if Palpatine's Anakin's father uh, and Rey is Palpatine's granddaughter and then Kylo Ren is... That means Kylo oh, Ren man. would be uh, oh, man. Palpatine's great-grandson, which means I think they would be first cousins once removed. Let's not get into Or this. second cousins, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think they're second cousins. Oh. Yeah. It's still disgusting. I mean, not not really, because it's not like Palpatine had, you know, sex with Shmi, but um, it's still very weird that J.J. Abrams would unintentionally bring back incest to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get there. Let's not go there. That's... That just freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything ends and everything's okay and everybody's happy and Finn's crying and hugging everybody. It was, oh, yeah, and then Ray goes to Tatooine and then um, she sees that old woman. The old woman's like, I haven't seen anyone here for a long time. Yeah, no, the ending was not as satisfying as it should have been. Right. And it felt like it ended in a very similar place the Return of the Jedi ended in. Which makes this... It feels like the entire sequel trilogy is just pointless. Yeah. And that's what I really do not like about this movie is that I think in our last podcast we say, we said, um, okay, episode nine, if anything, it has to justify the existence of this trilogy. Uh-huh. And it didn't It didn't do that. It failed at that to me. It did for the most part. And this is the reason I still think this movie is decent, even though I spent about like, what, 30 minutes picking it apart. Um, and the reason, again, I did that is because it's Star Wars. And right. I just I, I feel like if you're going to make an installment in the episodic series, it needs to be great. It can't be anything less than that. Right. It can't be anything less than even, like, damn, it needs to be a damn good film at least. Yeah. And, but when it comes to this film, I still think it's decent because the idea that was presented in The Last Jedi of this whole, I guess, this yin and yang element to the light and the dark with Kylo Ren and Palpatine... Uh, Ray Palpatine or Ray Skywalker because Ray's whatever. She's not a Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, well, do we really need to? I don't think we need. Never mind. We don't. We it's don't just bad. To. There you go. I mean, this, in terms of the Skywalker scene, I, I mean, I was like, okay, you can you can be whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. I didn't mind as much. Like when it was about to happen, I straight up said out loud, "Don't don't say it, please don't say it." And then my friend Rohit looked at me. He's, she's gonna say yeah, it. He was like, "She's gonna say it." Yeah. And then when it happened. Okay, cool, fine, whatever. I don't need to look too much into that. It happened. Yeah. But in terms of this trilogy, I like the idea of, again, meshing the light and the dark and the idea that's presented there and the fact that the Jedi themselves are also a little bit evil because, you know, they had an entire slave army. So they're not, like, to say that, that the Jedi are strictly good is, um according to Luke, like vanity. Vanity, right? Yeah. 
and I like that element of it. It's just that they should have gone a little bit more into it, and I feel like this trilogy should have gone into it. So if anything, I could see the point being that I guess there's no light, there is no dark, there's just... There's, there's this gray area where you tend to lean towards the one side, and how you embrace the side of the force and how you execute it is up to you. Mm. And I could see that being the moral of this trilogy. It's just that they should have had a better way of executing it. And if, even if Ryan Johnson wanted to go there, he should have had a better way of executing those setups in his own film. Well, the thing I did not like about this movie um, is that it, it kind of makes the rest of the saga farcical because it's... Um, meaning it like it, it, it's too much suspension of disbelief. It's too much breaking the rules that were previously set up. Mm -hmm. It just seems like everything... It, it cheapens Anakin's sacrifice to me. And it's just... I don't know. I, I, I just feel like it, it kind of... I don't. I, I'm not gonna say the way that I looked at that part though was that I felt like Anakin still sacrificed himself to save his son. In some some way, that sacrifice is still justified. This is you're right. It cheapens it by some degree. Yeah, that's that's all I'm trying to say. And for that, mm -hmm. I just it it leaves sort of a sour taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, before we rate it, let's get to this new segment I like to call the Goon Reviews. Oh wow. Oh right 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 right. Yeah. Cue the music. Alright, so we had some friends send in some one-liner reviews, and I guess we'll go through them. And So, the first one we got, we had from Abrar, mm -hmm. Abrar C, or the Chowdery. Yeah. And his, his review is, why are we going so fucking fast? I agree. I agree. 100% Abrar. I, I agree with that. I think that, that's a good way of yeah. summing up the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Tran... The boy said, I really liked it, but not as much as Endgame, which I think is a fair comparison since they're Yeah, both I didn't really even... I guess that is a pretty fair... If we are comparing those movies, I agree, yeah. I mean, Endgame felt satisfying, and Rise of Skywalker did not feel satisfying. Right. Um, we went to the... This from Ricky. We went to the theaters for a forgettable trilogy. I have spoken. <laughs> I like the Mandalorian part in there. Yeah. He's right. This was a little bit... Um, this was a miss. This trilogy was a miss. Yeah, I agree. And that thing that's the most disappointing part of it, but in the end of the day, you have to, I guess, tell yourself it's just a movie. I mean, it's sad that it's gotten to a point where mm -hmm. you have to tell yourself that, but... Mm, because it's Star Wars is a thing Star that we Wars. just love to be so excited yeah. over, you know? And then Ian said, seemed like they tried to fit as much information into one movie as I fit food into my belly on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Robert Vidula, the movie is like mashing a bunch of Lego pieces together to make some kind of Lego product. Yeah. You're just free playing, I guess. Someone said this the script was like it was written by like a really imaginative like eight year old. Like <laughs> like uh, playing with his action figures, like oh, first Kylo Ren goes to uh he he meets uh Darth Sidious and he goes to this scary right. planet and it's just like it's so like It's like that scene in Last Jedi where the kid is explaining the story. Right. Yeah. It's just things right. happening, like <laughs> Well, uh Abrar, Chris, Ricky, Ian, and Rohit were we're all with you. Which is Weird, because like, yeah. these were all people who also liked the movie, mm. thought it was decent. I think they were where I was, but in the end of the day, they they did agree that they crammed a lot of crap into I, one movie. I think where we differ is that while we both have major problems with this movie, you lean more to the 
I still like it, while I lean more to the but, but I dislike that's, it. That's the thing, Joel. Like, but we're pretty still pretty close. If, like. if someone said, "Do you like the Last Jedi?" If someone asked me, "Do you like uh, the Rise of Skywalker?" I'm not gonna say yes, but I'm not gonna say I dislike it either. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't like it or dislike it, but it's a very binary. It's a very binary option, right? So, w- what is it to me? And it's just, I guess, meh. Mm-hmm. You know, Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi are just meh movies. Mm. I love The Force Awakens, and to this day, I. You know, I, I, I will still defend it, mm. but the last two films, the films where it should have really taken off, I'm disappointed. At the end of the day, I'm still disappointed at the last two movies. Yeah. Um, so let's get to ratings, and then we're going to rank this film to the uh, comparison to the other Skywalker films, Skywalker Saga, whatever that means at this point. Uh, ratings. Want to go? Uh, out of 10? Out of whatever you feel like. Letter grade out of 10. Uh, I'll, I'll do it out of 10. Uh, I'd give this movie a 4.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. That's yeah. low. 4.5. Yeah. Uh, maybe 5. 5. 5 on a good day. On a 5 on a good no day. No higher than a 5. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna give it a 7.5. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just a little bit higher than, I guess, people would expect it, despite the fact, because I just kept on going off on it. But right. I do like the ideas it presented. Right. It's just that... They, uh, I think the writers think that just because they touched on it, they can move on. And mm-hmm. that's not how it should work. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you placing this in comparison to the other Star Wars films? So should I list best to worst? Or Let's wor- go worst to best. Worst to best? Yeah. Worst, um, so these are out of all the, the episodic films. The nine films, yeah. Worst is probably... You know, I I would used to I used to say Attack of Clones, mm-hmm. but I think for me it's actually no, it's it's, it's Attack of the Clones. Okay. okay. Worst is Attack of the Clones, and then um, then the Phantom Menace, then Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. then uh, probably the Rise of Skywalker, uh, then the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. then Return of the Jedi. Then The Force Awakens, then A New Hope, then Empire. Okay. Yeah. Um, give me a moment, actually. Yeah. Because I'm, my ranking might change like six months from now. You know right. now. Yeah. This is I guess raw feelings, raw emotions. Um, number nine would be Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, number. This is this is like confusing for me. Um. I guess number eight would be Phantom Menace. That being mm-hmm. said, I do like the Phantom Menace, actually. It's grown on me over the years. It yeah. has. Yeah. Um, it's just the only issue, which is a big issue with that film, is you don't know who the protagonist is. Yeah. And in the end of the day, it's another film that felt like it didn't go anywhere other than the politics. Also, the it's just boring. Yeah, to There me. were points where you can, you can get bored of it. Yeah. But I do, in the end, like it. The only... Uh, Star Wars film that I dislike is Attack of the Clones because mm-hmm. just watching that movie is pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we got eight Attack of the Clones, seven Phantom Menace, or I mean, eight, mean, eight, uh, sorry, nine Attack of the Clones, right. eight Phantom Menace, and then seven is The Last Jedi. Uh-huh. Um, six is The Rise of Skywalker, mm. and then five Revenge of the Sith, four Return of the Jedi, three Force Awakens, and then two is the original Star Wars. On New Hope, and then the first one would be, which is one of my favorite. Okay, so our lists are pretty. First, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. it's just I think the bottom four 
Yeah, you 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 rank Revenge higher than I do. I think yeah. Revenge is a damn good movie. It just has its issues. Right. And this was another thing I was uh, thinking walking out of the theater is that I feel like the Rise of Skywalker kind of in a like in a way is our Revenge of the Sith or how, or how people of our age felt about Revenge of the Sith when they watched it back in 2005 and that that makes sense yeah they just felt like they had to go somewhere they need to get to this point so it just happens take it for the way it is and move on like the, the twist of uh, the turn of Anakin to Vader happens mm. so quickly right it doesn't make sense right um, but for the most part and this is what I was thinking like what is I was asking myself what is the difference between Revenge of the Sith and The Rise of Skywalker in that Revenge of the Sith is just executing what was already set up. Right. It's more consistent with the other films. It's more consistent. This one doesn't feel as consistent, and The Rise of Skywalker just continues to set up things also. Hmm. And then execute it immediately, and there's no breathing room, you just move on. Right. My, my favorite scene of Revenge of the Sith is that scene with Padme and Anakin looking out the window. Mm-hmm. And that was your time to breathe a little, but it would also be like, crap's about to go down. Right, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorites as well. So, that's my ranking. That being said, if you ask me, do you like all Star Wars movies, I'm going to be honest, I I do. Like most Star Wars movies, other than Attack of the Clones, is just that you also can't help but feel disappointed with some of these movies. Mm -hmm. And especially the way this trilogy, I guess, went the way it did. Um, But... I'm ready to move on to, I guess, whatever stories they have next. Me too. I was set. Keep watching The Mandalorian. Keep, oh, The Mandalorian. I need to get on Chapter 7. I haven't gotten to Chapter 7. Uh, I just yet. saw it. It's that really was good. A, yeah, it's really good. You need yeah. to do a Mandalorian review whenever that show. It ends in a, a week, right? Mm, yeah, there's one more episode. One more episode. Well, we'll, we'll get of to Of the season, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that soon then. Mm. Well, thank you to the, to the beautiful audience listening to our pod. We didn't have any mango juice today. Nah. Did this movie deserve mango juice? Nah. Nah. (laughs) Just need to get it over with. (laughs) Get it over with. No mango juice for this review. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to me. Any last words for the people? Joel? Um, The Monopoly. Oh, shoot. I'm getting a call. That's my last. Uh, Bye. Bye. Yeah. (laughs)